0: We can trust God in any circumstance we encounter with the assurance found in these three words God's got this we can we can overcome we can have victory we can believe in deliverance we can believe in healing we can believe that we can overcome in any situation as long as we know God's got this is there anything that I ever go through that God don't know about? The answer is a resounding no. Is there any situation I ever find myself in that God's not aware of? The answer's a resounding no. Is there any sickness that God can't heal me of? The answer's a resounding no. Is there any situation that my marriage or my family or my finances can find ourselves in that God can't fix? And the answer is a resounding no. Is anything too hard for God? No. As believers, as children of God, we know it's going to be okay as long as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. Now, if you're looking to the world right now for help, you're depressed. And there is nothing too hard for thee and there is nothing that's too hard for thee is there anything too hard for me what's the answer to that question that god's asking us no nothing too hard for him say it again god's got this
1: Welcome to Sunday service. Uh, My name is Pastor Todd. I'm so glad that you're here. What a week. Every week I feel like I say this what a week but this week it's been quite extraordinary. Of course, the Queen has died. We'll talk a little about that in today's service. Um, But I'm just so glad that you're here. I want to welcome you from all over the world. If you've just recently found this stream, I want to thank you for tuning in. We are just a group of remnant believers. People that truly love the Lord, that are doing our best to serve Him with all of our heart. we think of the scripture, it says hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's what we want to do. We want to we be authentic believers. We don't want to be uh, the problem. We want to be the solution. You know, we want to be the change. I know many of you have had challenges in the church over the years. I certainly have. Uh, but we want to be followers of the way. We want to be followers of Yeshua. We want to be authentic, true, wholeheartedly seeking the Lord. And so that's what i believe this group that's developed over the course the last couple years here is it's people that are truly seeking so many of you are so special amazing I, i you know i've pastored for a long time but i've never met people quite like many of you those of you that write me i just want you to know i read the letters we have a stack of letters i read the letters read the emails read the facebook messages uh, we could literally sit all day and just read messages, but, you know, responding to them all is the challenge. Um, but I do read them as I, if they come, I read them. And so I know many of you are going through different challenges and you got prayer requests. Some of you just wanted to thank the ministry and uh, you said some very special, kind words. I want to thank you. And I want to apologize that we don't have more bandwidth. Hopefully in the future we will. Uh, but right now we're still a small ministry operating as a big ministry and uh, of course, we have the Religious Liberty Coalition. We have Todd Coconut Ministries, and then we have uh, Remnant News. And so we're very busy. Uh, we're in election season right now, and we have so many different things that we'd like to see happen in our nation over the next couple months. We are in quite the battle. Um, it's a spiritual battle, as I often say. And so I would ask for your grace. Uh, you know, you might say, why hasn't he responded? I just need grace, guys. I'm trying my best, but I hopefully have responded to your email if you reached out or your communication. And uh, we we definitely put uh, emergency situations ahead of everything else. What I mean by that, if somebody reaches out and they say, you know, I'm thinking of committing suicide, we'll, we'll put that above everything else. You know, if somebody reaches out and says, you know, I have an emergency situation with my marriage, or I have an emergency situation with my daughter or my son, you know, something where it's life or death or anything like that, those are the ones that we prioritize. Uh, Because, of course, we're a ministry that values life and we want to make sure that we can do everything that we can uh, to stop somebody from doing something that uh, I think would grieve many, many people, including the Lord. Um, So, you know, that's what we're doing. Uh, But in the middle of it, uh, I've been meeting with, talking with uh, officials, people in our Congress and, you know, local municipalities, school board people. People reach out from all over the country with questions. We try to field those questions. Um, So I just try to give you a little blip here of a day in the life. Uh, we usually work twelve to fourteen hour days. I've been trying to take Saturdays off. Uh, that's even hard to do sometimes. But I really believe in the Sabbath, and so I want to take the, take a Sabbath every week. I think that's critical, crucial, and important for anybody in ministry. If you're not doing that, I would highly encourage you to do that. It's biblical. Um, we need rest. Our bodies need rest. Sometimes I just got to get away and pray and seek the Lord and go into my prayer prayer room or wherever it is that I get away from the Lord because I, you know, you're pouring out. You're pouring out. Uh, but you got to get recharged. So I hope that you're doing that. If you'd like to give the ministry, we'd love to have your support. You can go to toddcoconado.com slash give, toddcoconado.com slash give, and that's where you can give uh, your support. And so with that, we're going to play a quick video, and I'll be right back with the message. Hello morning, hello day. Feel like the sun is shining a little brighter today. I'm gonna say my prayers and let us start my day, hello morning, hello day, cause it was raining yesterday but now sunny today and all the clouds are gone and the tears are wiped away i didn't see the rainbow coming but it's joyous here stay so hello future all right let's get into the message today uh god has been speaking quite oh my goodness often uh this last week i've just uh, been in the presence of the lord a lot and spending time in the secret place asking the lord what is going on in our world as i mentioned earlier you know new cycles of buzz with of course the queen dying i did a video on that this week if you want to watch it it's on our rumble channel highly recommend you do i'm kind of surprised at so many people that uh really were just so uh you know sad about the queen dying I mean, obviously it's you know sad when anybody dies but i was kind of surprised at how some people were really really into the queen so i talk a little bit about that in the video uh, no disrespect if that's you but uh just found it to be interesting uh, because, you know, um, I just think there's so many things in our world that are much more um, urgent uh, than, you know, being kind of distracted by some of these major headlines that the mainstream media wants us focused on, you know, Ukraine or, you know, the queen or all these different things. And uh, I don't know. I've, I've actually heard uh, things that I, I won't repeat on this. This is Sunday service. But anyways, we'll, we'll just leave that there. I'm not going to make a message about a queen, but let's go ahead and pray. And of course, we do. Uh, You know, we care about their family, we care about their loved ones, and uh, we wish them our condolences. And anybody that's grieving over it, if you're grieving over the Queen's loss, we, we wish you our condolences as well, and we're praying for you, okay? All right, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just want to thank you for today. I pray that you'd meet us today in such a special way. Lord God, we've been talking about a lot of things recently. And Lord, today I really believe, Lord God, you continue to take us deeper, that we would understand how to be Issachar type Christians, Lord God, that understand, discern the times, see through the propaganda and the lies and the disinformation and all the different deceptions of this hour, that we don't listen to the modern day prophets of Baal, that we don't get our... our our hope from the things of this world, Lord God, that we are not making idols of the things of this world, that our focus is on our relationship with you and how we can be about your business, we can be about your great commission, we can be about souls and we can make the biggest impact in our time here uh, alive on this earth, Lord, before we spend eternity with you, ruling and reigning in glory. So I just thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do today. I pray you touch our hearts. I pray you give us an unction of your spirit. I pray you sanctify me, and I just thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I've been talking a lot about since the beginning of time, the Lord has been looking for a people that will trust him. If you think about it with ancient ancient Israel, he was looking for a people that would trust him. He wanted so bad the people of Israel to trust him. When he made certain promises, he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deliver you, I'm gonna bring you into the promised land, a land full of milk and honey. We've been talking about the Red Sea and how we parted the Red Sea and how we got rid of the enemies that were after the people of Israel. I mean, amazing miracles, signs, and wonders that only the Lord could do. You know, and and then he, you know, we promised them to go into this promised land, and they sent 12 spies in, and only two had a good report. Only two trusted him. And then the other ten did not trust him because they felt like they were grasshoppers in the, in the, you know, according to these giants that were in the land, you know, we're so small, we're so weak. How could we ever defeat these people? But thank God to Joshua and Caleb that they had the trust and they did see the promised land. But so many in that, in that group did not because of their lack of faith and their lack of trust. And so we've been talking about these stories, which I think are so applicable to the time that we're in and the Lord has been speaking and, and just, even phrases and things where he said, this is a, a generation where I'm raising up lions. I'm raising up lions in this time, a new generation of Christians, a people that are willing to trust me. And so from the beginning of time, God has been looking for a people that are willing to trust him. And so I think about how important faith and trust are to God and in our relationship and in our walk with Jesus Christ. And and I want to enunciate this today. I want you to think about this, how important Trust and faith are to the Lord. In fact, they're so important to God that he literally gave us free will and then made a bunch of promises in his word It said a bunch of things, you know, I'll be with you even till the end of the age. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You know, I've I've made you fearfully and wonderfully. You know, my promise is yes and amen. Hope in the future. All these promises that God has made us. And then he told us to come out from among them. So in our free will, that he's given us. He, he's, he's made a bunch of promises, which his word remains the same. His word is true. His word is holy. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word became flesh. We know Jesus is the living word. Uh, man shall not live on bread alone, but by what? Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The bread of life is the word of God, which is Yeshua Jesus. If you think about this and how important this is, the word of God is Jesus. He is the word and the word became flesh. So anybody that's a heresy and "Well, was not true. The Bible literally says the word became flesh. Jesus is the word. Now, of course, the Bible is also the word, but that was breathed into being by Yeshua, by Jesus, by the God of heaven and earth. His word remains the same. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son, Jesus Christ. Why do I say all these things? It sounds like I'm just spewing stuff out. But these are principles that we live by as believers in Jesus Christ to understand that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So when he said, come out from among them, it was very strategic and very specific and very important because what he's saying is, look, you're going to be, you're going to have troubles in this world. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have spiritual warfare. You're going to have grievances. You're going to see things that upset you. But behold, I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. That's why he did what he did on the cross of Calvary in your situation, in your life. He overcame whatever your current challenge is, whatever it is, whether it's insecurity, whether it's finances, whether it's a, a health uh, ailment that you may be going through, a situation, a disease, something that the doctor's proclaiming over you. And, and so there's all these different things that you're walking through, a son, a daughter that's in rebellion, a spouse that's totally out of control, that's angry, that's abusive, many different things people in this community are dealing with. How do I know that? Well, first of all, I read your letters, I, I read the text messages, I hear from many of you, but also I just know that's what's going on because we are in a wicked time. You know, the, as we get closer to the end of, of time here and we know that the hour is late and we can discern in our spirit that it's getting later and later. We see wickedness, we see a rise in the spirit of Antichrist. We see many, many people uh, very, very f- fearful. Okay, and these are all things the Bible said would happen in the end. So, yeah, I believe. I mean, and then you, 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 you know, you, you couple that with all the prophetic things that have happened, you know, wars and rumors of wars and what's happened with Israel becoming a nation again. and So many things that are happening prophetically. I mean, we just, uh, you know, we're showing the other day how rivers are drying up and just so many different things that are in the Bible that are happening. The Euphrates it was, right? So there, these are all prophecies that are happening. So we know the hour is late. We feel it in our spirit. There's an urgency. But yet the Lord said, you know, there's still more time, you know, and, and be about my business. Occupy until I come. So that's what this group of lions. You're a lion. If you're a remnant warrior, you're part of Gideon's 300 army. You're a lion. OK, if you watch this week after week or if you're just finding us, but you want a preacher that actually preaches the truth and does it boldly. You're a lion. You're desiring truth. You're desiring boldness. You're saying, I'm tired of the, of the weak sauce pastors. I'm tired of the weak sauce Christians. I'm tired of the compromise. I'm tired of the show. We don't want to show, you know, the deep church as I call it sometimes. You know, I mean, look, I, I've lived in this thing for many years. Many of you have as well. And, and I don't know about you, but there's always been something about me that says I don't quite fit in with this mainstream seeker friendlyism culture church. I don't, I just don't fit in. You get there and it's like, you know, a bunch of marshmallows and fluff, you know, and it's like, meanwhile, you remnant warrior lions that God is raising up in this hour. You have this urgency inside of you and you spiritually discern whether it's watching what Disney's doing with their, Wicked movies or, you know, watching what, what's going on with the government around the world and how they're trying to encroach on our religious liberty and freedoms or how they're trying to shove this transgender stuff down our throats or, you know, all the wicked stuff that we're seeing in this hour. And you're sitting here saying, why don't these other people see this? Well, I believe God made you special. And I, I believe that there's many of us. This is the lion generation that guys, God is raising up. He, we can't deal with the weak sauce stuff anymore. Okay, that the people that are afraid to talk about abortion being the murder of the innocent, you know, the people that are afraid to even mention anything politically because, oh, we don't get involved in politics. All of it. okay, all of it. I'm kind of going in this right, right, full force here today. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you felt like, hey, I just don't quite fit in, there's a reason you felt like that. God didn't make you to fit in. God didn't make. He made you specifically as a lion or a lioness. He made you specifically to be this warrior because he knew the time that you would be alive and he knew that you were going to say yes. Have you said yes to him? Have you said yes? It's not, listen, on my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel something. I can sit here and scream and get excited and all that. But what you feel is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. What you feel is, is truth because the Bible says the truth sets the captive free. It says the word of God does not return back void. So when we start speaking truth, there's, there's, it's almost like, uh, you know, there's something inside of us that bears witness because we have the blueprint of the word of God already written in our spirit. Because when we've accepted Yeshua and we've accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, what happens? Is the Holy Spirit comes and lives in our heart. We have the blueprint. So that's why we can walk in discernment. because we already have it inside of us. We know when we're doing something wrong. You ever just done something you're like, oh, I know that's wrong. You didn't even need somebody to tell you it's wrong. You knew there was something inside of you that just inherently told you this is not right. Now, there are other things where you find out later, wow, I didn't realize that. That's okay. The Lord allows you to to, to have that wisdom and knowledge uh, given to you so that you can understand. Yes, this is a sin. Some people I know, for instance, they've been in a relationship for a long time. They've been living with their boyfriend and girlfriend. They've been sleeping with them, and they didn't realize that's fornication. They didn't realize that sex out of wedlock is actually a sin. Maybe you never heard a preacher talk about it. I know people that have sat in church for years, and they say I've never heard that before. So there's certain things that maybe in your innocence, and that's okay. We come as a child, but once you hear something, then you have the knowledge of what God desires. And then if you still do it, then you're held accountable to that. You're held. The Lord is gonna is gonna you know He knows you know. Okay, He knows you know it's a sin. So there's only one unforgivable sin. There is an unforgivable sin. Somebody said, I think there's no unforgivable sins. There is an unforgivable sin. The Bible talks about it. it what, do you guys know what it is? It's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Now I see a lot of blasphemy these days. And those people that are blas- blaspheming the Holy Spirit, that are, that are speaking things against the people of God, that are touching the church, that are touching the anointed of God, they are gonna to have to deal with every one of those things. They're gonna to have to stand before the Lord. The wages of sin or death. Friends, listen, if you think somebody's getting away with something, because I know a lot of people are angry of things you've seen in the church over the years. I've seen people, you know, take, take advantage of the tithe. You know, I've seen people buy all these like really designer clothes and designer cars and, you know, beautiful houses. And it's like, what in the world? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that a preacher can't have nice things or a person of God can't have nice things. But there comes to a point where it's like gluttony. It's like abuse. It's like, you know, People, people, you know, there are people that are hungry in your community. There are people that need help, and so that's what that we bring the tithes to the storehouse, so that the church can act as you know a, a, a vessel to bless people, to help people that are in need, and to be that body of Christ. And and you know, we also bring the tide because the Lord says, trust me in this. But there's people that have abused it. There's people that have been mean to you over the years in church. There's people that have just. I mean, so many different things. Stabs you in the back. Come against you. Even kicks you out of a church. And so you still know in your heart God is real. Church is real. But you've been hurt. You've been hurt in the church. Let's just let's just face this today. I want to be completely real with you. I've been hurt in church, friends. I've had horrible things. I've seen things that if I didn't have a relationship with the Lord, a personal relationship, I would have probably walked away from Christianity. Okay. It's not all, you know, why do we pretend, excuse me. Why don't we pretend like everything is just so great? <laughs> I knocked the microphone out. I'm getting hyper here. Uh, I had my coffee this morning. Listen, I'm telling you though, okay, God will not be mocked. There's been a season where I feel like there's been a mercy umbrella. There's been a grace period, but that time is done. Okay, judgment comes first in the house of the Lord. I believe God is cleaning up the church. I believe you're going to see more and more people exposed, ministries exposed things. And and so when you see these things, don't walk away from the Lord. Don't say, oh, my gosh, you got to disconnect the people that are willing to sin that are in positions that shouldn't be or that are being exposed. You got to disconnect from them versus the body, the ecclesia. That's why I often say the ecclesia. That's what we talk about, the remnant. The remnant the people that hunger and thirst that really have a a healthy fear for god that don't want to let the lord down that actually you want to serve him with all your heart so if you've you've had these things happen in the church first of all as a pastor i want to repent to you that you've been hurt in the church it was never meant to be that way that never should happen but you know what that which does not kill us makes us stronger that's not a bible verse but it's a biblical application because there are scriptures I could argue that would go along with that, but that's just a saying, but I believe that saying, you know, you're still here. You know, whatever they say in that song, brush your shoulders off, you know, get up, stand up. Who cares what happened before that's in the sea of forgetfulness, bless the person, forgive them, not for them, for you. So that you're not holding and harboring unforgiveness in your heart. Forgive them, bless them, move on, move forward. You know what? They're going to have to stand before the Lord. They're going to have to deal with everything they've done, their actions. I've I've lived enough life cycles now, okay, to see that people, it may look good for a while, but eventually what goes up must come down. If you're in the Lord, it's a steady up. It's a steady up, and then you go home to be with him. It's, you know, there's, there's mountaintops and valleys in the Lord, but you keep going up. Sometimes there's people that shoot up, but they're not in the spirit of God. They're doing it for their own purposes, their own reasons. They're building their own kingdom. They're selfish. They're haughty. They're prideful, but they do it in the name of Christ. And we look at them and we say, what's going to happen with that? Why is that person being blessed? Why do they have a bigger ministry? Why do they have all these followers or all this stuff? And you look at that and you don't understand it. But I'm telling you, I've been around long enough to tell you this. It goes up and it comes down unless they repent. You You can't fool God. You can't mess with God. You can't mock God. I'm telling you friends, if somebody's hurt you, they either need to repent to you and then you need to forgive them. And that's a difficult thing sometimes, but you know, that's, I'm blessed when somebody that's done something hurtful to me over the years comes back. And at least they have the decency to repent. I have an open door policy. Some of you heard me say this before. We have an open door policy. And, and you know what, listen, sometimes it's super painful. Some of these people have done some really awful things and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've done awful things to people too. And I repent to them. Listen, I've had to eat humble pie a bunch of times in my life. If you ever think that I'm trying to come off and say that I'm perfect, I'm far from perfect. Okay. But I am a good repenter. And I know many of you are good repenters. That's what God is looking for. Good repenters, real deal people that are willing to repent, not only to God, but to the people that you've hurt, And sometimes they won't even receive it. Sometimes they won't even forgive you, but you do what's right. Pray about it. Pray about it. You got to do it, you know, strategically and the Lord will guide you through the process because sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds. But, but if people have come back to you, the open door policy that I was talking about is, is that we forgive them. Now I'm not saying we got to trust them. I don't got to be friends with them. And maybe I will, if the Lord says, you know, it's okay. But Sometimes, you know, look, somebody's done something and, you know, I'm not sure that I could trust them again, but I do need to forgive them. I need to bless them in the Lord. I don't need to be their best friend. This is how we roll, friends, because we want the blessing. We want the favor. We want to be right before the Lord. We can't fix what everybody else is doing. We we can't make all the wrongs in the world right. But what we can do is we can do our part and we can be that change. Amen. Somebody's getting something out of this this morning because we went this direction. I'm really just asking the spirit to just let me flow. I really feel like many of you have been hurt in church over the years. And I just, again, I want to repent to you as a pastor. Listen, these are people and people are broken and even people in leadership sometimes are broken. And so that's why I, I try to teach this community as much as like, excuse me, I love the Lord and You know, I've had a a series of events happen in my life that's given me a real healthy fear of the Lord. And, uh, you know, I I went and had that experience where I got stabbed nine times. So kind of, you know, so for me, it would be really hard for me to see a scenario where I would walk away from the Lord. I just I don't think it's possible. I mean, of course, you know, people say never say never. But I just I love the Lord too much. I've had an encounter with him. I know that if I walked away from the Lord or did something, you know, very egregious, I know the, the collateral damage is the pastor. So I'm very careful. Now it doesn't mean they're not going to try to accuse me of stuff. It doesn't mean they're not going to try to attack me, but I'm just telling you, I have a accountability structure around me where people that are elders and mentors in my life that I'm very transparent to, uh, we do that on purpose. Um, you know, we believe very strongly in accountability, everything from finances to what we're doing to what I'm thinking to everything. Okay. Even my struggles, um, you know, and, and not only that, but we have a real healthy fear of the Lord because we we believe in them wholeheartedly. You know, so so all of us, I I share these things with you, and I'm very transparent because I, I hope that you would do the same thing because this is the secret to success, long-term success in Christ is having accountability, being transparent, being humble before the Lord, you know, making sure you get a hold of your pride if you start raising up in pride. You know, some people I see them get a little platform, all of a sudden the pride raises up. You know, some people get a big platform, the pride raises up. You gotta keep the pride in check. Okay, you got to make sure that you understand that any minute, any minute you can step right off course there. So these are all things super important. Again, I say, don't follow Todd, follow God. Don't follow Todd, follow God, even though you can you can, you know, follow your pastor. I mean, I hope you would. But I'm just saying, like, ultimately, I'm pointing up. I want to make that point. We don't ever want you to make an idol of Pastor Todd or make an idol of anybody at the ministry. Don't do that. Like, I'm just a human, just like you but I desire for the Lord and I believe he gave me this position and I believe he did it because he knows my heart. Okay. Hopefully I'm making sense. I just, I kind of want to share these things since, you know, some of you have just joined this community and some of you haven't, but you know, I've been at church for a long time. I've seen pastors that try to act like they're just, you know, high and mighty. Like we should always be leading from the bottom up. I want to see every one of you going up, operating in your calling, your optimal calling, you know, seeing you prosper in the Lord. When I talk about tithes, because I want to see you prosper. I know the Lord started blessing me and this ministry when I understood the concept of giving. Now we give, 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 give. I can't. The reason why is because, like, I just know the Lord is going to bring the money back in because we trust him. So that takes me back to the point. Let's get into some scriptures here. Let's get into some scriptures here. Uh, I'm going to read from the Proverbs. Write these down, though. And I love the Proverbs. I think they're very good. The Proverbs, the Psalms. Uh, very, very good because, you know, just from the heart, a boy David, you know, from the heart, the Psalms. I mean, he was a psalmist, you know. I mean, these are, these are good. So let, let's go Psalm 118.8. Psalm 118.8. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. Hello? Isn't that what I just said? Why are all these pastors acting like they got it all figured out? No. No one's got it all figured out. We all should be pointing up humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. God is reconstructing the church right now. That's why there's this expose. He's building a generation of lions. Now, does that mean that you're not supposed to be submitted to a pastor? No, I'm not saying that. Does that mean that you, you know, you have it all figured out? No, I want to empower you, but I also want you to remain humble. Okay. I don't have it all figured out. I say that a lot. Why do I say that? Because I, I want to remain teachable. When I got to meet with uh, Billy Graham before he passed away many years ago, uh, I was, uh, you know, involved in that whole thing, Uh, you know, many, many years ago. And I know some of you don't like Billy Graham, and I've heard many, many different things. So I know all the stories and everything that you would probably say. Uh, But, you know, it was a it was a cool opportunity to be uh, with Franklin and, you know, in the presence of uh, Billy Graham and all that stuff. And I will tell you this. um, One of the things that Billy said, which I think is so amazing, he says, I'm ever the student. Until the day I die, I am I'm, I'm always need to remain teachable. I'm always a student. See, the moment that we think we have it all figured out as a Christian, we miss the mark, friends. The moment we think that we know better, and that's where the pride comes in. People, you know, they start following some of these teachers or some of these people, and, and they get puffed up with pride. And then they start thinking they have all the answers. No, you don't. There's going to be revelations in Christ that you're not going to have for five, 10, 15 years. And all of a sudden, one day, the spirit of the Lord is going to give you a fresh revelation because you're seeking the Lord. And it may be something that you've done for 20 years. Just last August, when I had that encounter with the angel, you know, and and he said, come out from among them and be consecrated. Well, listen, I've been living in holiness and purity for many years now. Do I always get it right? No, but, but I've had a heart for holiness. And so I had to reevaluate again. So what are you talking about, God? This last year has marked my life. I can't even tell you how many things that God has stripped away that I would have never even known were a problem. And he'll do the same in the next season if we desire to go deeper. That's why I always say we should always be going deeper. If I don't talk to one of you for 10, 15 years, and all of a sudden we see each other again, I want to know what God's done in the last 10, 15 years. You know, I hope that you have gone so much deeper. You become so much more mature in the Lord because you're always growing. God wants a people that can trust him, and we have to trust him that he's going to peel away the layers, that we're going to be teachable, that he's going to speak to us by the unction of the Holy Spirit, that we're going to be growing, 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 teachable, 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 teachable. If anything that you get in this time when you're connected with this ministry, it's that humble yourself, be teachable. Spend time with the Lord in the secret place, become a person of prayer, become a worshiper, be a lover of the word. You notice, I'm, even though I operate in the prophetic and I believe in prophecy and I have friends that are prophets and, you know, who knows, sometimes somebody might even consider me to operate in the, in the office of a prophet. But, you know, I don't necessarily say that about myself, but as much as I love those things, I, I admire the, 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 you know, the truth of prophecy, the desire for a prophetic from the spirit. Do we make that a major issue in this ministry? We don't. And I'm going to tell you why. And again, I'm not knocking or mocking any of my friends or anything like that because they have different callings. But there has to be a pastor and evangelist calling too, because that's a five ministry gifting. And that's where I'm operating in the optimal, because for some reason, God's raised me up as an evangelist and as a pastor to get people fired up and equipped so that you can have a long term relationship with Jesus. And in order to do that, we got to get out of the weeds. We got to stop looking to the idols. And even in the Christian world, people that have, that have made, you know, position themselves so that everybody worships them. No. Stop! Anybody that's positioning themselves as if there's some grandiose great person that's so much greater than everybody else, they've missed the mark. I love it when I see somebody that's a powerful evangelist or a powerful preacher or a powerful prophet and I see it and and you meet them and you just see the humility. And you see that they're not all about themselves they're not all puffed up i can't stand it it hurts my heart it grieves my spirit when i see some of these people in the christian world that unfortunately are puffed up and think that they deserve all these ridiculous things and they live like kings and queens and they've totally forgot the whole mission souls the great commission that's why you're in the position preacher now, I think there's been a grace period, but I really believe we're in a time right now in this transitional period. And I'm going to get to the queen right now in just a minute. But there's a transitional period that we're going into. We're going to talk about this in the podcast in the next couple of weeks and on some live streams because I want to share many things with you. But I think we're in a season of transition. And so God has positioned the lions to rise up now. And that means women and men, lions to rise up, be in position and trust in God. All right, let's get to another scripture. Psalm 28, 7, if you're taking notes. Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength, my shield. In him my heart trusts. I am helped. My heart exalts. And with my song, I give thanks to him. Here's another one. Matthew six twenty-five. if you're taking notes. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, What you, what will be put on is life more than food and the body more than clothing. Yes. Uh, Romans 15, 13, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy spirit, you may abound in hope. See, this is it lions. Listen to me. I'm going to start addressing everybody as lions. Is that okay? I hope it is you've been persecuted. People have backstabbed you. They've hurt you. You felt like a punching bag sometimes. Your kids have been disrespectful. Maybe your spouse has been disrespectful. You don't understand. You ask the Lord, Lord, why do I have to deal with this? You want the answer? Your God's chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. You have a calling on your life. God has called you, called you to be an end time remnant warrior. He's called you to be a lion. You did not fit in, in that seeker friendly church. You didn't fit in, in that place where they were. And you didn't know why I didn't fit in. I didn't know why in the mainstream culture, everybody was writing a million books, look, I'll probably write a book. I wrote a book before I will write another one. There's nothing wrong with writing a book, but I want you to read the book. I want, look, my heart is for you to grow. If you're reading my book more than you're reading the book, then that's a problem. I don't care if I'm not making the money over my book. I know God's going to provide, you know what we're doing at the ministry. The Lord will put it on one of your hearts. One of one of you, one of these days, God's going to put it on your heart and we're going to have a remnant revival center. He's given you abundance of finance and the Lord is going to put it on your heart. We're going to have a remnant revival center in Nashville. And what's going to happen, this is going to be the underground railroad for the remnant as we go into this next season. There's going to be house churches developed. I'm telling you, there's going to be things that we have not seen because we are going into a transitional season. The currency is going to be transitional in the next few years. There's going to be things that if you thought that your treasures were here on earth, oh, my goodness. Treasures in heaven. I don't want the credit here on earth. I'm going to do the work of the Lord, but I don't want to be like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I know social media and marketing, sometimes it just comes off like that. But what I'm saying is I want to make sure my heart's right. You know, I I saw somebody recently that there was a bunch of people at the altar weeping and they wanted to do a live stream. They were like, look, you know, they're talking on the live stream. Here's all the people weeping at the altar. I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't do that. This is a holy moment. We're in such a me focus, me culture, me, me, me. Look what I did. Look what, look how special I am. Look how good I am. That's your reward. That's your reward then. If you want reward in heaven, treasures in heaven, casting crowns, I'm telling you, souls. Make it about souls. Make it about the business of the Lord. You're gonna have the blessing, the favor. Everything's gonna work out for his glory. He's gonna take you from glory to glory. The problems are gonna are gonna diminish. The ones that seem so big, the people that that, that you thought were so giant that were attacking you, they're gonna become nothing. You'll see how they were up and they were down, they're gone. It was just a distraction. It was just something that the the Lord wanted you to just understand. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you stronger. If you press ahead and you learn to become a press ahead warrior, I'm going to press ahead no matter what comes against me, I'm going to trust the Lord. There's no escape patch. There's no, there's no pulling the, the, you know, the cord and and bailing out with the parachute, I'm in this for life. Doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to trust in the Lord. He's been looking for a people since the beginning of time. And I believe that that's this group. We are that end time remnant lion warrior, Gideon's 300, whatever you want to call the group, but I'm calling you the lions. He's raising up lions. They're going to say, trust. I trust in you, God. I lean not under my own understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge you. You will direct my path. No wonder you didn't fit in. You weren't made to fit in. You're special. You're unique. No one can fill your shoes. There's an anointing on you that no one else can have. Look, I'm friends with Mario Murilla. I love him. But you know what? He can't be you. He can't be me. I can't be him. Powerful man of God. Love the guy. But guess what? You are you. You are unique. You are special. You're calling. You have a unique amount of experiences that have all come together for this time. God is going to use everything that you've had to walk through. Listen to what I'm saying. Even your worst hurts, even the worst seasons, even the times when it seemed so painful that you had to hold on and you didn't even know if you were going to make it. You almost wanted to commit suicide. I'm just going to be completely real. But for some reason, you, you held on. You wanted to give up, but you didn't. You pressed ahead and you're here today. And I want to remind you of these things because God got you through and he's going to get you through and you are a lion. You are special. You are unique. You are purposed. You're not made to fit in. You're made to stand out. God is looking for a people that will trust him. You trust him. Hallelujah. I trust him. Proverbs 3 5 I mentioned it earlier I'm going to read it right now though it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You're taking notes that's Proverbs 3 5. Listen I'm coming out of the box. I'm coming out swinging okay. I'm done with the nonsense. I'm done with holding back. It's now or never lions. God is looking for a people that will trust him. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. With the faith of a mustard seed, you can move the mountain. Are you ready to see some mountains moved? Mountains moved in your life, mountains moved in this nation. He's given us the authority to trample on scorpions and devils. He's given us the authority to pull down the strongholds. We know the battle is not against flesh and blood. All the wickedness, everything. I believe God is going to take us into a new promised land for this generation. What does that look like? It looks like a harvest. It looks like revival. It looks like new life. That's what revival is. New life coming out of the Babylon system, being set apart, alternative ecosystems coming out from among them, not living in the Babylon system, being set free, walking in the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, cast out, drive out, go out, ekbalo, all of it, all of what we've been talking about. An empowered people that are on fire for God. He's looking for a people who will trust him. Ha! He's looking for a people who will trust him. Will you trust him in a day? Will you trust him in a day? There's been things in your life you didn't understand why they happened. Why did this one die? Why God take my father early? Why did he take my mom early? Why'd this happen? Why'd that happen? They're questions. Why'd you take your daughter, your son? It's unexpected. It was painful. You had to walk through something painful. And you've asked. And I don't have the answer. Because some things we won't know until we're with the Lord in eternity. But all I can tell you is there's a purpose. And we have a decision to make. Just like when I got stabbed nine times. And I had a decision. I could have spiraled out of control and become a drug addict. And just, you know, wallowed in my misery. I could have committed suicide. I could have done a bunch of things. But you know what? For some reason, I was able to find the strength in Jesus Christ to say, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to use what was meant for evil and turn it around for good in the name of Jesus. And look what God has done. Look what he's done. It's only just the beginning, my friends. The end is not yet. This is just the beginning. It's the beginning of a new season. It's a transitional season. God is going to do things expect, unexpected, extraordinary. He's going to part some new Red Seas telling you, red seas in our life, they're going to be parted, but he's been looking for a people that will trust him. So this end time remnant warrior group, you, me, this is our commission to trust him. We've got to trust him. We've got to be a people that when we wake up in the morning, no matter how grim the news headlines are, you know, something may happen in the next couple weeks. There may be another false flag. Who knows? We're in the election season. Anything could happen right now. But God is looking for a people that will wake up and say, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you, Lord. He's looking for lions. This is the season of lions. Oh, come on. That's why the devil's afraid, my friends. Why do you think they want to censor us? I'm going to read one more scripture here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 112.7, if you're taking notes. Psalm one twelve seven. it says he is not afraid of bad news his heart is firm trusting in the Lord I believe that's the script we should put that all up his heart is not afraid of bad news his heart is firm her heart is firm trusting in the Lord Roar. Come on. Wherever you're at right now, just give it a roar. Roar. (laughs) You think, oh my gosh, this guy's lost his mind. I haven't, though. I'm just filled with the joy of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Someone's going to get a breakthrough right now. I just feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Woo! Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Set free. Drop that weight you've been carrying, that burden that you've been carrying, that insecurity that you've been carrying. God is looking for a people that will trust him. Will you trust him, my friend? It's never been about a preacher, a name, a ministry name. Ooh, look at the name and lights. Look at the picture on the flyer. Ooh, they're so special. Ooh, the queen. Listen, God bless the queen. God bless the king, whatever. But you know what? When they go to heaven, there's the same problem they have that we have. They better have accepted Jesus Christ, because there's only two options. You can't take the things of this world with you. You say you have no compassion. Oh, I have compassion. Trust me, all day long, we have compassion. If I would have spoke to the queen, I would have said, you need to know Jesus. Hopefully she did. Some of you said she did. Well, praise God if that's true. I'm not here to mock her or knock her, but you know, you know them by their fruit. All I'm saying is this. Doesn't matter the richest person, Donald Trump, anybody. You know, I love Donald Trump, but every single person will stand before the throne of glory one day and have to answer for what they've done. And listen, if you've accepted Yeshua, Jesus in your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, John three sixteen, you made a change in your life. God is going to be with you even until the end of the age. If you're a repentant person, if you're a good repenter, God is with you. His favor is on you. Stand up, rise up and be a lion. I don't care what the deep state says. I don't care what the fake news says. I don't care what the mockers and the scoffers. You better believe there's gonna be mockers and scoffers because they don't get it because they're in a different spirit and it's like foolishness to them. Cast what pearls before swine. Don't do it. Don't cast pearls before swine. To the people that get it, they'll get it. They're tracking with you. They're gonna get it. They're gonna exude the love of Christ. They're gonna exude faith. They're gonna exude trust. God is looking for a people that will trust him. Hallelujah. Different kind of service today. We never know where it's going to go here at the Remnant. All right, look, I'm out of time. I love you. I bless you. I want to pray for you right now. I hope that this helped you out today. If it did, drop me a note. Let me know. (laughs) I know the enemy's going to be like in my ear, Todd, you're a little nuts. Let me know if you were blessed today. I hope you were. I'm just trying to be real with y'all. Okay, it's not about a name. It's not about a ministry. It's about Jesus. We know him and we make him known. All power and authority in heaven and earth is given unto him. The one who sits upon the throne, Jesus. His name is Jesus. If you don't know him, you need to know him, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for everybody watching. I pray that they'd be empowered this week, strengthen their faith, that we'd be a people that trust you. The people that watch this morning will have breakthrough after this, Lord God. They receive it during this message. They'll receive it during the worship right now. They'll receive the breakthrough. They won't leave the same that they came in, Lord God. There'll be a people that trust you. We'll never forget this message, not because I preached it, but because you preached it, God. You're looking for a people that will trust you, and we say yes. Hallelujah. If you want to be that person, you want to be like the prophet Isaiah, say, send me. I'll go, Lord. Send me. You never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do this right now, wherever you're at. This is the day. This is the hour. This is the time. Lift up your hand. It doesn't matter if no one's in the room with you. Jesus is in the room with you. Lift up your hand. He sees your hand. Father, that's me. I want to accept you into my heart today as Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. and Be my Savior. If that's you, just lift up your hand right now. Let's go ahead and repeat this prayer one more time. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the cross. Lord, I see this fiery preacher. I don't quite know everything that's going on in his mind. He's a little bit crazy, but something tells me what he's saying is true. Lord, I want you. Just repeat that. Lord, I want you. Lord, I need you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Whoo, I'm fired up today. I don't know. I might go run around the block a few times. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank you for being in this community. Please know how much I do adore you, love you. But as much as I love you, God loves you more. And we can we can be uh, misfits and outcasts together because you're a lion. Lions aren't made to fit in. Lions are made to stand out. God is looking for people that trust him. Amen. Hallelujah. If you accept the Lord today, reach out to me. I'm going to give you my cell. 818-470-7963. 818-470-7963. Text me and let me know. It's my business cell, so don't worry. Let me know my ministry cell. 818-470-7963. 818-470-7963. Let me know you accepted Jesus. Hopefully we can set up a time to pray together. We want to send you a Bible. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. God bless.
2: Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. to come. of lightning rolls of thunder I'll sing praise to Come